are listening to yet another episode of Front Porch Anarchast. My attempt at spreading the ideas of freedom and liberty one podcast episode at a time. And tonight I'm coming to you from the beautiful gray homestead here in southwest Missouri. The weather, the heat finally broke. Nice little cool front came through, so it's uh, middle of July and it's 70 degrees tonight, which is pretty cool. Just got home. I have a million things to do. And some of those should probably be getting done instead of this podcast, but I had something um, happen today, which I just thought I'd go ahead and talk about it has a lot to do with the um, with the previous episode that I recorded actually recorded on my way to work today all about property rights but before getting into that have to remind you that uh, that I have a side gig which I make decals and t-shirts and let's just say that some of those are a little eclectic you want a taxation and a stuff decal for your stainless steel mug I'm the guy to talk to. You can get one cheap. I'll stick it in an envelope and send it off to you. You can uh, get a white one, put it on the back of your car. Get a black one, put it on your stainless steel mug. Eh, who knows? You might want to put a put a white one on your stainless steel mug. Um, I have some other um, eclectic designs that um, that you could get. Or you could do your own. Uh, just make up your own design and um, and send it to me. My email address is frontporchanarchast at gmail.com. Or you can check out our Facebook page where we sell such um, eclectic decals and t-shirts. And that would be Gray Uncommons on Facebook. And that's just Gray, G-R-A-Y, Uncommons commons u-n-c-o-m-m-o-n-s of course you could just google it and probably find it that way too t-shirts and decals cheap one off or if you just need to and uh, usually no setup fees so with that out of the way let me get into the um to the event that happened in my life today so as I was saying earlier today, I did record a um, an episode, which is all about property rights. Not really all about property rights, but it's kind of a recurring theme here in the last couple of episodes. One of which was what are rights, and the the one this morning was property rights, and and then today on um, after I went to work, I made a wonderful whatever it is, 27-mile commute to work this morning, and after I got there, well, first of all, I was working on my side gig this morning before I went to work and went out, check on my dog. Um, I have a dog who's a problem child. Went out to check on him. There was somebody parked out here on the road just past our house, and I figured something was up with them. I couldn't really tell what was going on, but sometimes people do park around here um, they're not really sure the road splits right here, and they're not really sure which way they need to go, so they'll stop and check their GPS or make a phone call. And uh, so 
you know, I paid enough attention to it to know that it was a red SUV. It looked kind of like a Jeep Compass. Um, nothing else was really outstanding about it. It was running. Nothing really to look at it and filled over there. So they had to either be minding their own business or looking at mine. And I just chose to believe that they were minding their own business. So I go out. I check on my dog. Um, Jennifer was in the garden. She was working out there. Showed me some things. And uh, while I was looking at the dog... This car, this a different SUV, pulls up to the front of the house, asks if we've seen her dog. And and uh, looking back at it, I'm not sure which one of these people were the culprit, which one of these were just the busybody that couldn't mind their own business. But um, so I get to work, and uh, Jennifer sends me a message that the um, sheriff's department had sent some uh, men with guns out to the house. And... Uh, who had let themselves into the yard. And uh, she just happened to see them as they walked around to the front there. And they didn't see her. She walked up on them. And they said that they were there to check on the dog. So they had already seen one of the dogs, which was in his nice 10 by 10 kennel with his really nice dog house. And his little, he likes this ramp that he can climb up and survey his kingdom for about two minutes a day, and then he's right back into his freaking doghouse. He doesn't like being outside of it for some reason. Um, we can't let him out because he eats things, and we've spent probably around $5,000 on that dog because he eats things, and then we have to take him to the vet and get those things cut out of him. Um, one time he was very near death. They had to remove part of his intestines, like 14 inches, Another time they had to cut into his stomach and remove a rather large collar that he had eaten. Um, so yeah, I think the average person would have probably just let the dog die. Um, but, I mean, because, you know, that's a pretty good chunk of change. But we love our dog, so we took care of that. And, and um, you know, we had a cat once that I think we ended up spending $2,500 on her, $3,000, because she had some kind of a liver problem after she went a day without eating because she got mad at us. You know, it's not like we intentionally mistreat our animals, right? Yeah, Boomer has to stay in the in the kennel. I do let him out. He plays, you know, with me for a while and then he's tired anyway. He wants to eat and then he goes right back into his to his doghouse. Now, the problem child that we have that's the one, evidently, that the busybody had to um, had to call the men with guns out on us about. Because the problem child was staying in a different state while we were trying to get things squared away for him here. And in the different state, he also has a very nice 10 by 10 kennel. And he has a doghouse. He had a very nice kennel. He... I had to reinforce it with cattle panels and all sorts of other stuff because the dog just won't stay. He doesn't respect boundaries. He doesn't respect fences. He's not very loyal. He'll be gone for days. And, you know, when you live in the middle of 20 acres, you turn your dog loose. Okay, you know, I'm fine. Here, my the fence from my front yard and my side yard is literally three feet from the road. And people drive. I've seen people come across, come past the front of my house at 70 miles an hour. Now, it's not built for that. 
but they do this anyway. And like I was sitting in there one night, uh, late at night, and heard a car. I mean, I could hear the car coming, right? And it's flying. And then I hear this big splat, and I look out there, and they smashed some armadillo that was, you know, still wiggling out there. Um, yeah, things could very easily go wrong for a dog who does not respect boundaries and fences. The fence around this place is, I'm sure it's called a four-footer. It's really not four feet tall, but um, Apollo would not even slow down at that um, for that fence. Uh, he could go directly over that, and if he was running, he'd never, I don't think he would slow down. He'd just go right over it. Um, and there's some spots where he could get right through it. And, you know, the average person would be like, okay, well, don't let it, you know, don't leave him out there. Just stay out in the yard with him. You don't understand how fast the dog is and how big the yard is. All right? I've I've seen signs that says, you know, can you make it to the fence in 3.85 seconds because my dog can. And that's uh that's literally this dog. I mean, he's he's fast, he's a ninja. And like in the mornings when I open up his um his crate to let him out, I don't mind doing it so much because I know he's only going to run like, I don't know, maybe 50 feet before he stops to pee, right? Now, one morning I did that, left the back gate open. I don't know how the dog could have even known that the back gate was open, right? He couldn't see it. It's on the other side of the house. I promise you, I let the dog out. He ran straight through the back. I caught him uh, just before he made it down to the neighbors because he had to stop and pee. And... So from then on, he doesn't get out unless he's on a leash. Now, he's been here a week, and I've worked every single day during that time frame, right? And I usually work I usually work eight hours a day, and then I have an hour in the morning to work and an hour in the morning back from work. It's usually dark when I get back. Jennifer takes care of the dogs during the day. Uh, and then the side gig takes all of my work on my so-called days off from my regular job. So, so getting back to the men with guns, they're like, oh, is there another dog, maybe? And Jennifer's like, well, yeah, there's this dog who's right here beside this dog. You know, just, he's in a crate instead of a, instead of a kennel. And they asked to uh, go ahead and look at the dog. And since they were standing inside the fence already right there beside the dog, Jennifer's like, well, yeah, go ahead and look at the dog. There's nothing wrong with him. In fact, Boomer's the one with all the health issues. The other dog, he's a freaking, <laughs> he's the specimen of health. He's um, nothing at all wrong with that dog. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he just sat there and thumped his tail or whatever. And uh, they said, well, you know, uh, it doesn't look like there's any problem here. And they uh, they confided in Jennifer that the person that called is like a... Uh, self-proclaimed animal rights activist or something that evidently calls quite a bit. And uh, I wish I knew which one of those two people it, it was. One of the people, one of the, the, the woman who said she was looking for her dog. Now, this person is looking for their dog. They don't know where the dog is. Said it's been gone for a week, I think. Four days, three days, or a week, I'm not really sure. Said somebody called her and said they... They'd seen it down the road here or something. She kind of acted like we were lying about 
Oh, wow, I just had an epiphany. I hope she didn't think we had her dog. I mean, she could have this one if she'd take care of him, but, you know, I'm pretty sure she'd bring him back in a day. Uh, like I said, he respects no boundaries. When he's inside, he just all up in your face. You wake up in the morning and, uh, sorry to be crude here, but he's got his balls in your face. Well, what would be his balls? Because we had him neutered as a puppy because we take care of our dogs, right? But he's got his junk all in your face when you wake up in the morning. He likes to sleep flat of his back with his legs all sprawled out in the air. I, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen, but that's how he likes to sleep. And, uh, yeah, I wonder if it was that lady, because she might have thought we had her dog in there and that we just weren't being honest with her or something. I don't know. Or maybe it was just a story she cooked up so she could, you know, talk to us or whatever. But anyway... I'm going to go down to the store. She said her number's hanging on the wall down there because she's looking for her dog. Um, so anyway, the do the the dogs, <laughs> the men with guns, you know, they're like, okay, no big deal. And they left. But, okay, that's a long story. But it brings me to property rights. I'm not hurting the dog. In fact, I'm doing my best to keep the dog from getting killed out on the highway, right? I take the dog out. On my days off, I walk him the best I can. We go for adventures, you know. But he has to be tethered to me because I can't run as fast as that dog does. And he'd be gone in a heartbeat. He'd either get killed on the road or he'd run up on some other dog. I didn't even throw that part in there. We can't leave him with Boomer because he attacks Boomer for no reason. I've seen him do it now three times. There's no reason for him to do it. He just jumps in the middle of him. And, um, I mean, we're talking bad. I've never, I've never seen dogs fight like this. And I spend a lot of time at dog parks and usually it's one of those deals where, you know, one dog growls at the other and snaps at him and one dog will flip over on his back. And yeah, Boomer will do that. Boomer will flip right over on his back and Apollo starts in on him anyway. And I mean, bringing blood and then the fight's on. And so they can't be together. We couldn't even, I mean... We can't even keep Apollo in that. And if he would have just stayed in his kennel, he could have stayed down in Arkansas until we were able to figure something out for up here. But now we're kind of screwed. And we got busybodies um, sending the, the people with guns out. And look at me. I got so wrapped up in that again that I, I'm totally off topic. But, um, you know... I'm taking care of my dog the best way I can. And here comes some busybody who thinks she knows better than I do of how I should be running my life, right? Or she thinks that she should have some say in it, that I should have to prove something to her. So she just gets on her phone. I'm assuming it was a cell phone. She just gets on her cell phone, calls a couple of men with guns, and sends them on to my house. And they show up with guns. I mean, they weren't drawn, but they show up with guns. I've got two kids here. Um, you know, and Jennifer's here. What? Something could have gone horribly wrong. Uh, people could have died. And I know, you know, some people will scoff at that. Hey, it happens, right? Cops show up at a house. People get killed sometimes. 
So I'm just, uh, you know, a little fired up about that. I'm wondering what that woman thinks. What is going through her mind to make her think that she has any right to call people with guns to check on me? Did she not think she had the right to stop? The woman could have stopped. I mean, we literally have a sign on the front of our house that says free food, right? And it's all spread out on the front porch. Free food. It's 25 feet from the road. People stop here, walk up, get their stuff. They get back in their car. Sometimes they don't even speak to us. They just come do this, right? And that's that's the kind of people we want to be, right? Hey, we got this stuff. If you want it, you can have it. Um, you know, if you need something from us, stop by and ask for it. My, you know, I'm not going to let you drive my car because, hey, it's the only car I have. And, you know, if that comes up broken, I'm, you know, I'm done. But, you know, if if you have no other way to mow your yard and the uh, government's going to come you know, and cite you for not mowing your yard, hey, come get me. I'll come help you mow your yard, you know. That's just the kind of people that we're turning out to be here. And Oh yeah, what I was saying is that this woman could have just come knocked come knocked. <laughs> she could have just came up and knocked on the front door, right? Or the back door. Back door is probably easier to get to, probably wouldn't hear it. I was literally in the yard and so was Jennifer when both of these possible culprits were here. In fact, the red vehicle only drove off after I got into my vehicle to back out. Either one of these people, whoever it was that did it, even if it wasn't one of those two people, could have came and knocked on our door and said, hey, how's it going? You know, I'm so-and-so, live down the street. How are things? You know, we could have talked for a minute. Hey, a couple of nice looking dogs you got there. I'd have spilled the beans in a heartbeat at that point about why the dog's in the crate. We'd have had a good laugh about it. Done deal. Nobody had to be upset. Nobody had to be mad. Nobody had to call men with guns. You know? Well, I'd have had a gun. And the person who, you know, come, came and knocked on the door, they might have had a gun. But it's not like we would have been in the adversarial uh, position or scenario there, right? Two people having a conversation. Instead, they're going to act aggressively by calling people with guns who are, you know, their job is to enforce the laws that are written by these politicians. And yeah, I may sound a little crazy when you, if you're not used to hearing that, but, um, their job is to enforce the laws that are written by these uh, by these politicians, and I don't know the I don't know these these law enforcers. I don't know the lawmakers, and honestly, I have no idea what the county ordinances, regulations, laws, whatever you want to call them. I have no idea what those are regarding dogs in a crate. But you know what? The dog's been in a crate for a week because the dog would get killed if the dog wasn't in the crate. 
I mean, he comes out of the crate, but, you know, when when he's not on leash, he has to go in the crate. And, you know, even when he's on leash, I can say, crate, crate, and, you know, we just go right on in the crate, and he gets in it. it there's no pushing him or anything. Boomer, I have to push him into his kennel if, when, if and when I let him out of there. Um, but he's a bulldog. I mean, he's like, he's got a mind of his own. Um, watch me get totally off track there and, and lose my place, but um, I'm, I've pretty much said all I can say about that. I just can't believe that that a person would do that. And, and when it would be so simple, so simple just to come knock on the door and just say, hey, how's it going? Nice looking dogs. And I'm, I'm hoping, I, I'm, I'm really hoping that people start moving away from that kind of, uh, that mentality to call law enforcers to enforce their will on other people. I can't even imagine the the mindset of these people. You know, this isn't the this isn't the only place that something like this has happened to me. And I'm sure there's another episode here somewhere if you go back far enough, where you know I'm I'm sitting on my own rightful property, trying to build a house. It's at night, and uh, a busybody neighbor calls the police on me. And next thing I know, um. You know, I'm getting yanked out, not literally yanked out of my truck, but I'm I'm having to get out of my truck because a sheriff's deputy is there to figure out who I am and make me produce papers on my own property when, when there's no property owner making a, a complaint that, that anybody was trespassing. And, um, you know, rifling through my stuff. Uh, again, somebody could have been killed. And really, that night, somebody could have been killed because... It was dark, it was in the middle of nowhere, and this uh, this law enforcer, this government employee, drives right up to the front of my truck, unannounced. I can't see anything except bright headlights. There's no flashing lights. And here I am, you know, in the middle of this, I don't know what it was, five acres, ten acres. And he comes flying all the way up my driveway, and just bumper to bumper with me. And uh, I was already bailing out of the truck because I didn't know if somebody's going to start shooting at me or if he's going to hit the truck or what, you know. And luckily, at the very last second there, after I popped my head up, I could see a reflection. He was so close to me that the reflection of his headlights off of the front of my truck made one of the decals on his car light up enough where I could see Sheriff written on it. Um, and that's really the only reason there was no... Um, that there was not a much larger problem. And, you know, I'll give it to him on, um, I'll give him a little bit of credit, you know, when he started looking at my truck and saw the bread laying there on the on the seat where I'd been sitting when he rolled up like that. He never even batted an eye about that, which, uh, fair enough, I guess. He rolls up on me armed, then, you know, he really doesn't have a complaint about me being armed either, especially on my own property, huh? especially in a state that doesn't require any kind of a permit. Um, but, you know, I didn't get to run all his info and 
check him out, go through his stuff, right? So, what does that say about property rights, man? When, um, when a woman who's driving by, not minding her own business, can just pick up the pick up a cell phone and just make a call and send a couple of armed people out to look through my stuff. What kind of world is that? Is that the kind of world we all want to live in? That's why Jennifer and I, you know, we're raising our kids. We're hoping that they don't turn out to be those kind of people. Um, my job, I have to, I have to use the police. And every time I call the police, I'm, I am completely aware that somebody could die over the whole thing. And you know what? That somebody could be me. Mistakes happen. I've had guns pointed at me before by police. I don't think I've ever had anybody actually. Anybody. The only people who've ever pointed a gun at me knowingly, anyway. They've all been police. Huh. But they never shot at me. I wonder what would happen if I just, like, showed up and, like, today, if I'd have just walked around the corner and, you know, had a gun on. And had a gun on the police telling them to show their hands or whatever. I'm pretty sure things got pretty tense, huh? Um, so, yeah, that's the state we live in. Where somebody can make a phone call like that. And is that really, you know, is that really part of a free country? Is that the freedom that... Is that really the freedom people are talking about when they're singing the Star Spangled Banner and such? You know, when they're saying, um, when they're saying that American soldiers died for your freedom. Well, I don't know about them, but I got cops showing up on my property with guns, wanting to see my papers and wanting to see my dog. So I'm wondering what freedoms that, you know, some guy in... Afghanistan, what what freedom of mine is he actually protecting when the only people I have pointing guns at me are the police? Well, wait a minute. Stop the presses. I did have a guy shoot at me once, but, I mean, to be fair there, I was inside a building, so did he know I was in the building? I mean, he was shooting from across a, um, creek with a really steep valley to it so I mean he was on the other side of this valley and and uh, you know it was in the middle of summertime so there were trees on the or leaves on the trees so did he really know he was shooting at my cabin and did he know I was in there doubtful like uh, um, like I was told well you know when you started yelling if he stopped he probably wasn't trying to shoot you so um So is that really is that really a free country when police can do that? No warrants. I could file a complaint. I mean, what am I going to do? I'm going to say, hey, why'd you guys come to my house? And, you know, you didn't have a warrant or anything. And, yeah, they're going to say tough luck like they did last time. I'm sure now if I'd have been charged for something, it would have been a different story or maybe because the dog is out and out in the 
open. I mean, it's not like I'm hiding any, I'm not hiding the dog from anybody. I'm not ashamed of him being in a crate because what else am I going to do with him? Nobody else wants him. I love the dog. I mean, like I said, he's real sweet with people. He's real sweet with kids. He's, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't hurt other animals except dogs. I'm, I mean, I've seen him, I've seen him get, you know, uh, the wrong end of it from a cat and um, we had chickens. He never bothered those. And um, you know, I'm not ashamed of what we're doing with the dog. I'm I'm much more ashamed that my fellow neighbors would would fear me so badly that they would call men with guns um, to check me out and to force their will on me. Either they fear me or either they just have the mindset that that's just the way things are done. And that may be the most scary part at all. Property rights, do you have them or not? I'm I'm leaning I'm leaning strongly towards not. But we'll see. Got a couple of things in mind here on the homestead and with the front porch. And I think I'm going to sit out that front porch a little more if I can get the chance. But like I said, the side, the, the full-time gig, I mean, that's a tough, that's a tough deal right there in itself. And it's pretty stressful. Um, you know, honestly, I try to keep um, government employees, when I have to call the police, I try to keep them from unnecessarily hurting the people I'm calling them about, like today, had to wave the, the police off of a person who um, changed their mind about what they're doing. But, you know, I don't call the police just willy-nilly on anybody, right? I wait until there's some some sort of victimization. And then once there's an actual victim, then I'll call the police because it's at that point it's something that the... Uh, It's something that's been put into place neither by me or by the police. It's that third party. And if they're going to put the, you know, if they're going to put it in motion, they're pretty much going to get what comes to them. But then I also feel like it's, it's part of um, my obligation that if I'm the guy calling the police, I better, I better do my best to make sure that, you know, everybody ends up being safe at the end of it. You know, sometimes people do end up with guns pointed at them. Um, luckily, I don't think I've ever had anybody tased during one of my things. I've been pepper sprayed a couple of times. Not by the police, though. Um, and I'm just wondering... Just wondering about these people that just call willy-nilly, you know? Alright, but yeah, like I said, I've been I've been working on that that side gig, um, as well, that's been causing, uh, causing me to not get much sleep, but I think I'm going to, um, I think I'm going to try to take some more time sitting on the front porch, maybe, uh, maybe find a more efficient way of cutting these decals and t-shirts, these eclectic, uh, designs and, and custom designs, and right now I'm doing, I'm doing mostly custom work, and, uh, it's not a bad gig. Hours are pretty good, but um, 
and I'm learning all sorts of new things. I wish I could make a living at it, but at this point, there's just not enough uh, steady income there. So, so that being said, if you need a t-shirt, if you need a decal, send me a message. You can send it to Front Porch Anarchist on Facebook, or you can send it to Front Porch, just Front Porch Anarchist at gmail.com. And, um, you know, feel free to like that page, the uh, Front Porch Anarchist. Feel free to send it, uh, to send a link to, uh, to your friends. Use Messenger, send it to them. I think uh, Facebook likes it when you do that. Maybe that'll help us out a little bit. I don't know if I'm having hallucinations or what, but I just saw a light go by. Hopefully it was just a uh, firefly. Also, uh, you could check out our Grey Uncommons page. I think there's like seven people who like it, so um, that would help us out if you just go over there. Yep, definitely a lightning bug. Just go over there and like that, maybe share that. And uh, You know, I've never even figured out how to do it, but if you can leave a review for the podcast and, and you want to do it, that, that would be perfectly great as well. We have a MeWe presence now, MeWe.com slash Front Porch Anarchist. And uh, there's also a Front Porch Anarchist group on MeWe. Pretty much if you just type in Front Porch Anarchist in Google or any of the other search engines, you're going to find me. It's a pretty uh, unique name, evidently. Anarchast. A-N-A-R-C-H-A-S-T. Est. <laughs> A-N-A-R-C-H-A-S-T. Anarchast. Um, those are easy enough ways to uh, to find us and leave a message if you want to. Anchor FM is where I I post uh, where I publish these podcasts. And if you go to Anchor FM and search for Front Porch Anarchist, you can actually leave a voice message and. Uh, that may be easier than typing out an email. I don't know. And, uh, you know, leave me a critique if you would like. I'm, regardless to how I sound, I'm uh, pretty open to some suggestions. So, uh, throw it out there if you want to. Nobody has, which I really don't blame anybody. I was listening to a different podcast, um, last night and, God, I hope I don't sound like that, but, It was pretty bad. I like some of the guy's ideas and his general philosophy, but then he lost me when he started talking about religion and he couldn't understand why um, anarchists were not Christians. And that just kind of ruined it for me there. I mean, hey, I've got no problem with people's religion as long as it doesn't directly affect me. Um, so I really don't have a problem with that guy's religion. I do have a problem with the preachy part that he came that he started. So uh, um, that'll be the last episode of that I listened to. Although I think the last episode that he published was in April or May, something like that. So he's probably not even doing it anymore. I did look for an email address, so maybe I could email him to see if he's still doing it, but I um, couldn't find anything. So he may have gone dark. 
I say that in jest because he was talking about operational security and and uh, not revealing certain things and um, I'm not really sure why you would do a podcast and worried about somebody finding out where you live. I live right here on the corner of the street. Um, well, in town it would be a street. I guess here it's called a road. Uh, it's not even a very good one, but um, I live right here. My my life is an open book, and I still have people calling the police to check me out. Can't even imagine that. I'm not sure how long it'll take me to get over this, but just one more thing to add to my my um, self-diagnosed PTSD. Um, I told Jennifer what she should have done was open the gate or open the crate and let the dog out and then tell the police that they had to go get the dog uh, because he would have been over the fence before either one of those guys could have responded if they didn't shoot him first. I mean, dogs never even snapped at a person before, but I could just see that going nine kinds of wrong because he will jump right up and lick you in the face. I don't mean like he'll walk up to you and rear back and lick you in the face. I mean, I don't even know how he does. He can jump flat-footed and he'll lick you in the face. And wow, I can see the moon coming up in my rearview mirror here. It is uh, very orange. It's about half full, I guess. It's uh, quite the sight to behold. All right, guys, maybe I'll see you. Uh, maybe I'll correspond with uh, with some of you at frontporchanarchist.com or on the Facebook page. I'm trying to throw some stuff out there and see if anything sticks. But so far, I don't know if I'm preaching preaching to the choir or if my uh or if my following is is bots if they if my followers are all bots or if um maybe it's like the FBI or something and they're just all listening in go ahead and listen in guys you want to it's not like I'm calling for a violent overthrow of the government or anything all of my guns are legal too so they're all legal length and I don't even uh, I don't even think I have a bump stock, so, so, um, yeah, don't bother visiting me, FBI guy. All right, so I'm wrapping it up. That's going to be the end of this one. Front Porch Anarchist, freedom starts on your own front porch, and, uh, you know, don't let it die there. Take a little bit of freedom out into the, to the world with you. If you find one of those busybodies that can't wait to call the police on people, maybe I'll just suggest that they don't. Maybe if that's your significant other, maybe if that's your um, mother-in-law, maybe if that's your brother, your sister, maybe you just suggest to them, say, hey, you ever thought about maybe just taking care of your own problems? Yeah. Anyway. See how that works out for you. Good night. Hope you enjoyed this broadcast of the Front Porch Anarchist. Like and share our page or send us a message at Front Porch Anarchist on Facebook.